0: Mana 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 This is Social Discasting. Welcome to Social Discasting, a podcast where my guests and I discuss our lives. Amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves. I am Brandon, aka Brandon. Hope you're well. My guest is an actor, comedian, improviser. He's a birthday boy. He's a doe boy. He's a love boy. <laughs> the man, the Mitch, the legend. Mr. Mike Donovan Mitchell. Welcome.
1: Wow, you got my middle name too. Yeah, I I uh a a love boy i've never been called but i hey i'm gonna take it
0: Hey, rule of threes right i had to go for yeah go go two boys it feels weird go shoehorn in a love boy i guess and there we go
1: hey love boy i i (laughs) i don't think i've ever been called it or will ever be called it again so call me call me love boy i love it
0: (laughs) so yeah thank you for coming on i really do appreciate your time
1: of course thanks for having me
0: of course first question the easy question to ask and the difficult one to answer how are you
1: I'm good. You know, this year is, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, this year's is, is is uh is rough, but I'm doing all right. I'm I'm actually back in currently back in Quincy, Massachusetts, where uh my mom lives and my sister also lives in Quincy. So I uh so I'm I'm hanging out here and and working on myself and and you know being around other people, which is is helpful and and people that I can be around. You know what I mean? So yeah. So that is uh that's that's been good. L A was in was in like. A bit, you know, it was we were we were locked down pretty bad, and things weren't going well there either. So uh, with the pandemic, so I didn't see a lot of people, and and I decided like, oh, I can do pretty much everything in Quincy that I'd be doing in L.A. So I so I decided to uh, to head back here. I brought the cats with me, and um, it's been it's been good. It's been a productive uh, month. I'm feeling good. I, I I recently went back for like a small job, yeah. and now I'm back in Quincy again. So I feel like I'm kind of like resettling in again
0: that's good so you're kind of like recharging your batteries there and getting to be kind of sociable whereas i imagine the la just geographically is kind of isolating let alone in a situation where we all have to self-isolate at this point i know for me i'm a social being so i kind of it's not difficult because like i'll be fine of course but i just need to talk to people
1: yeah i mean that 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 for me was was the tough part of it. I think it was also like I'm a single guy, and um, not the single guy, but I'm I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a single guy, and uh, I think I've used that joke probably a thousand times <laughs> in my life. But um, for me, it's it, it was like it was very like the reasons to stay back there were like one to work mm-hmm. if work came up, and then work was kind of like weird, and also I could always travel back if I need to because I mean at some point I'm not sure if I will be able to, but I think we're gonna go towards more of a Shut down again, anyway. But the other reason was like, oh, I could like if I'm dating someone or if I'm in, interested in someone, and I just think that it was like kind of so complicated to to try to do that during the pandemic that I just like you know just like with also fears of COVID and everything yeah. like that that it just it felt like oh this is this doesn't feel right and then do you know comedy is like such a such a so- social thing it, it it it's the it's a it's like that weird job where it's also it's your job and it's just social life. And like, so like throughout my twenties, so much time, was just spent in comedy theaters. And then you go to the bar afterwards with comedians, you know what I mean? It's like,
0: yeah, well, it's very communal.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean like a complete immersion in like in your job, you know what I mean? Like you're just, your job is your social life and, and, and vice versa. So like, it's that weird, like not not that it was also the thing of like I'm still trying to make moves at the bar afterwards or something like that, but <laughs> but but it is just that sort. Of, they just go so hand in hand. So you would see people all the time, you know, in your 20s and stuff after doing shows and like completely social. And then as you get into like your 30s and like you stop doing as many shows like on a weekly basis. I do I do like one or two shows a month. I feel like live shows, and so I see people way 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 less. And then on top of that, the pandemic happened, and then that kind of turned into a thing where it was like, oh, so many people, rightfully so, aren't comfortable seeing anyone. And I was, I was, I felt the same way. And then it wasn't until like July or so that I that I started like, my buddy Mookie and Jeff Dutton, we'd like would like barbecue and at outside of Mookie's house, and it was kind of like that was when I really started to see people again. I was zooming with some people in Quincy, Mm -hmm. but. My thought was, my mom lives in Quincy, and I was like, I'm gonna come back here and and I'll have someone who's at the house with me, and also I'll be there for my mom, and so it will be like a good, it will be a good thing for a few months, and I can just work on myself and and get myself in order and 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 hopefully make some positive steps towards life and career and all that sort of stuff. So that's 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 why I came back.
0: Well, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I know, and I'm just from you know listening to Doughboys, Doughboys, and things that. You know, you normally go for December at this point, you know, this yeah, time of yeah. year anyway. I mean, so this is an extraordinary year. So, yeah, why not Why not a couple extra months? And to your point, like, this is a time this year, especially, where self-care is paramount. Because yeah. it, it's so easy for something so unfathomable to creep in and, frankly, really fuck with you. Yes. It's very easy to, to let that get to you and, and to not even really notice it if it does it kind of relatively incrementally so I completely get it like it's with something yeah that is just so like cinematic but unfathomable and kind of unquantifiable that yeah. you know it's like this bull that is just chasing you and all you can do is do the best you can to keep that the breakdown that is that bull from just fucking you up
1: uh, yeah I mean that's yes yeah, 100% and, and I think I'm doing okay with that and I I, I do it, it, is, it is it is great to be back around people in Quincy who like I feel like there is a thing here where people when they're getting to their like late 30s and 40s and even 50s and stuff like they still do try to see like friends and people you know what I mean like yeah not that that's not a thing in LA but it just is like a little bit more complicated I think like you were saying with like distance and stuff like that and a lot of people leave and then you know like or have families and stuff like that but like there's a lot of people here who have families, and they still. Da- you still will see them on a weekly basis if you want to. You know what I mean? So, so it's 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 good to be back here and have that option. And but by now, seeing them is like you know outside somewhere, and that's where things are really about to shut down here. You know, just with the cold months. So I wonder how that's gonna be. I might. I mean, like I might stick around for a while, or I might go back to L.A. when when things are are like a little bit warmer. You know, like February or something or, or March uh head back head back that way so we'll 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 see i think you're right it's just wherever the bull chases me i'm just gonna go you know
0: <laughs> yeah as long as i i keep that distance enough of a distance anyway yeah where i don't get poked in the in the hiney at this point yeah that's yeah. what i'm looking for 100%. Uh, cause I, I don't want to feel that pain but yeah i mean to your point like everything is just so deeply uncertain and especially you know at this very moment well Let's just stick to COVID-related things, yeah. but but so deeply uncertain, uh, and you know, with everything happening right now, of it getting back up to, to numbers, fr- frankly, the numbers of when I first started this podcast, yeah. to the original, yeah. that it's unfortunately come full circle, but full circle implies we've completed the circle, and yeah. it's like full circle, but we're like halfway to the circle. I don't really know how that, that metaphor works exactly, but... It's all just a lot. Everything is just a lot right it's, now. It's
1: it's a lot right now. My fear is that things are going to get bad because like when if you remember when it started and things started to get bad, it was like mid-March, which is like cold, but like we were moving towards like April and May, yes. you know what I mean? Like it was moving towards like kind of like warmer weather. And I'm just like, we're moving into cold weather now. And I, and I just, I, I, I fear what will happen in like. You know the rest of this month and and uh, the rest of November and and December, and you know and then God January and all that. So I'm 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 nervous about it, but I really want this shit to be over with next year, as I know everybody does. And I, I just I, I hope the bull I hope the bull <laughs> fucking kills over at some point. I, I just am I'm sick of running.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not pro bullfighting because of the violence toward the bull, but for yeah. the sake of this metaphor, I, I'm pro bullfighting. Murder the bull, please. Murder the bull. Humanely possible, but mercifully at the very least and definitively. Oh, means. yeah.
1: 100% against killing <laughs> bulls, but in this yes. scenario, give me some bull jerky. Mm. Fucking chop up. Give me a bull burger. I don't give a shit. Just kill the bull.
0: <laughs> like The official stance of this podcast is pro-literal bull, but anti-metaphorical bull. Yes.
1: Goodbye to the metaphorical bull. Let's go. <laughs> It's gonna uh, go.
0: Hashtag fuck you metaphorical bull.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great hashtag. <laughs> it takes up pretty much like
0: all the characters I can use, So, so that's not so maybe it's like a two-threader uh, <laughs> uh, by by proxy, but yeah. You know, but yeah, it's it's just also tough.
1: I wonder I wonder if there's ever been anyone using that hashtag before. My guess is no, but if but there knows? is,
0: I don't know. I, I'd be impressed if there was. Now I gotta yeah. check. I have a question that's kind of stupid. The question is and I've, you maybe have mentioned this on Doughboys, but is Quincy in like the New England area? And I know you're you're in there, you're there, and it's currently we're nigh upon a handful of days away from Halloween. Is that kind of a spooky place?
1: Quincy? Well, I think I think like New England in itself is like a spooky place, just because you know, like there are you know buildings that have been around for, you know, whatever, 400 years sometimes, you know what I mean? and Yeah. I think so. any Anytime you have history like that, I just feel like there is, like... Look, a lot of people give me crap because I believe in ghosts, but I, I just want to say, like, it's that sort of thing of, like, whatever you believe in, you can believe in, like, energy. You know, like, if you go into, like, a house where, like, people were slaughtered, you, like, you're going to feel something. You know what I mean? Like...
0: I'm a vibes person. Like, yeah. I, I... Like, and I, even then, I feel... Even when I just said that, I felt defensive because it's like, because you say vibes and I feel like people are like hippy dippy or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I do, I do genuinely believe that there's something about energies and it's like, sometimes you just get this ominous vibe and I completely believe it.
1: The energy thing to me is like, I think is maybe what I believe in most. So like you know, when a place has a lot of history or something like that, or like you can, you can usually feel something like that. I, I can at least, but I don't, people have told me that I'm an empath and I don't know if that's true or not, but I, but I, and I, and I, and I, I don't really know much about that stuff and I've never seen anything in my life, but like mm-hmm. definitely have like felt stuff and, and been like, oh, there's like something weird or this feels weird or something like that. And, and a lot of people probably just rolling their eyes at the, at the idea of like an empath anyways. But, but like, I do, I do believe in that. And I, I do believe that there's like a lot of like, history or or you know like something like that in an area like you can feel some sort of residual energy or something like that so
0: I feel like there's a weight or something I can't explain it yeah
1: and I, yeah. I, I, I know I know that i I agree with you that i I am defensive on it a little bit and i know and I get it and I get people who roll their eyes and I also get that too but for sure I think that new i mean like of course there's Salem which is you know where the witch trials were but yeah there's definitely like a lot of and New England has just a lot of 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 old historical places where there were a lot of lives lived and a lot of things happening so that i think that there is i think it is a little bit of a spooky place in that way there's there's no doubt there's there's some energies and stuff i mean i'm sure i'm sure old england is uh is even more so the uh uh like a a spookier place and i went to like a couple of like super old bars in england and and it is crazy it's wild when you when you go into a place that's like hundreds of years old and but yeah, New England has that same deal there, where you know, like the, the 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 Adams uh mansion is is uh you know I can I, I go on walks like mostly almost I try to go every day when I'm here in Quincy and I and you can walk by the Adam mansion the Adams mansion and it's not that it's not that far away from my house and you know, it's that's a
0: beautiful it. house I just googled it uh yeah before we started recording just to get a look of it because I know you have mentioned it and what a beautiful house like built in seventeen thirty one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about a about a, almost a three hundred year old house. You know,
0: that's unbelievable. Which is um, it's amazing too because I see seventeen thirty one. My brain knows what that is, but I can't really fully comprehend it. And yet, it's a drop in the bucket relative to literally any place in Europe.
1: Yes, I mean that is that that is that's the crazy thing with 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 Europe is yeah, it's spooky. But then I'm I'm guessing that there you know there's places in in London and there's places in in Italy and stuff. I mean that's yeah. and I'm not even getting to the places that are you know have history that's even beyond that, but but just in the places that I visited where you could just see that there's things that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. I Quincy was established in I think 1625 because that's on the sign when you when you drive in, but it was originally I think a part of Boston and that became a part of Braintree and then was Quincy. I don't think it, I don't think it became Quincy and I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I should know the history more. But yeah, you know like just a place that people have been for like hundreds and, and hundreds of years you know there's there's definitely something going on you know what i mean there's there's <laughs> there's there's definitely feelings of, of of being lived in you know what i mean it's 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 a it's like when you buy a, a like something that's used you can tell that like it's been used before <laughs> like there, yeah
0: there's... <laughs> or if you get a new pair of jeans oh boy it takes a while to work those jeans in you know, <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to a nice comfy pair yeah
1: but you know what? I, I I love I love the spooky season. I love fall, so I, I'm 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 happy to be here for for Halloween and for a fall. It's, it's 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 fun.
0: I do too. And I went. I actually have been to Boston once, and I went there for a handful of days, and you know, went to the did the tourist stuff, and like this is the oldest bar in the United States. And honestly, yeah. it uh, as you know, I, I'm I'm a history minor because I'm fascinated by it. So just going around there, even then, it was just I was just overwhelmed by just the idea of. Who all walked the same steps I did? Stuff like that mm. in a really cool way overwhelms me. I love that.
1: Did, did you go to the the what is it called? The Bell in Hand? Is that the? Yes. The, yeah. Yep.
0: It's a beautiful place. Like I like mm-hmm. all the cobblestones, and it's just a Boston's a great city.
1: Hey, I love it. It it uh, it gets a bad rap, and, and it it it's justified in in many ways, but yeah, <laughs> with 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 some stuff. But it is it is a beautiful city with like a lot of cool history. So. And honestly, I think that for the most part, like, I think that most of the people here are, are good people. There is just, there's, there are just some shitty people too, of course, like every, 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 yeah. every other city. So
0: I do think a little bit of it's been amplified in the wake of what, since '04 or whatever it was, all the various championships that have been run.
1: So, yeah. like, all the
0: sports fans really jump on the, uh, the hate bandwagon.
1: That was not, that was not great for i mean like there was just like an overexposure of of boston it
0: it was too much too soon yeah it went from nothing to everything yeah and it made which is funny because like just the historically speaking like the massive underdog to all of the championships yeah (laughs) and and then the resentment that came with that which i mean i I say this by the way and i'm a i'm a huge patriots fan have been for 20 years so i guess pretty much in line with when brady first started admittedly but uh Hey, you, you didn't you didn't know it was going to be that good then, so. Well, I, that is true. I, I'm curious about your thought on this. I'm kind of relieved he's gone because I don't like him as a person, but he's very good at what he does.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I like I like love him, but also like I I can't. It's hard to judge, you know. Like
0: I know, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: It's hard to judge someone as a person, and there's obviously things that like, he's you know, that people have aligned him with that, that I, that I, like, you know, he had, the, he definitely had a MAGA hat in his, in his locker at one point. <laughs> yeah. He definitely has that, the
0: profile of a MAGA guy too.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, also like, it is that sort of thing of like, I don't like, I don't love like the, like the handsome quarterback guy. Like, how am I supposed <laughs> to, how am I supposed to relate to like the, 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 cool quarterback man? You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. like, I think a lot of people would like to think that they relate to someone <laughs> like that, but like.
0: Oh, you have no flaws. My my flaws are my strengths. That's like yeah. all
1: I've got. Yes, I can't relate to that at all. Yes, like, that's, that's that's that like. <laughs> so of course, like oh, I like it's that sort of thing of like fuck you, I want to punch you in your handsome face, you asshole. But <laughs> yeah, but he's but you know like in my intro, I, I did a I did a video with him quickly and 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 he was and he was nice. You know what I mean? He was like a he was he was he was a nice enough guy and and I feel like to be in that position is like really weird obviously and i do, i like i think there is like a lot of i think that there's i think there's some good things on twitter where like people you know like call people out and that can be a good thing and then i think sure. that there is like as a society we're like we kind of try to pry and are presumptuous on stuff and i can't really judge brady as a person because i like only know him from that one interaction i don't That's know fair. what yeah. he's like and i don't You know, he tried to sell kind of like like when the pandemic was happening. He was trying to sell like a like a like vitamins. Yeah, it was it was like kind of like a wellness fucking bullshit (laughs) and an immunity like it was like an immunity boost TB twelve stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like that. Like I was like, oh, good that he's gone because (laughs) I thought that was kind of shitty. But like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I like like people make stupid decisions all the time. I don't know what he's like. I don't know. If That's he was a good guy or yeah. a bad guy, I know that he brought me a lot of joy as a great football player. You know what I mean? So like, I appreciate him for that because he brought like a lot of happiness to like me and my mom and my dad and my sister and my family and my friends when we were like rooting for him in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And he and I know exactly what you mean.
0: Yeah, I'm in that same position. Yes, where it is, I have so many shared, one sided, but shared memories with him and just experiences, and, yeah. and I'm going to keep those for sure. I guess it's just a little bit that I guess with my personal thoughts or fears about him and some of the questionable things and all that just kind of like years of tension within the Patriots seemingly building up. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of nice to have the relief of that's over. And what's this next chapter for everyone? Yeah. That that's interesting, you
1: know. Well, I, I think I think that's I think you make a good point. I think that like for everyone there was like a lot of like when is this gonna end? So there was like kind of like a lot of anxiety about like when does this this like the sto- the storybook few years, when is yeah, when is that over? And I think everyone was just kind of like nervous and anxious about that and the fact to be like, Oh, he's older, he won a Super Bowl like not the season before, but the season before that, right? His last year yeah. he, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Which I went and saw, which I was very happy to, do because I thought it would be the last time it happened, and it well, and it was. And I that was
0: in, Atlanta, right?
1: That was in Atlanta, yeah. And then I were, ended up working in Atlanta the rest that rest of the, the second half of the year, which is amazing, which is cool to get a taste of it early on. But I, you knew it was going to end, so for him to kind of be like, "Hey, it's over," was almost like, "Phew," you know, like it was like, yeah, "All right, yes, that's a relief." Like, uh, like I, I would love for him to stay, and seeing him now in in Tampa, and they they look good. That's like, a. it is sad to me that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, but you know, like I'm excited to have Cam Newton and our record's not great right now, but I also, I'm like, hey, they, I don't know. I still have faith that they could turn things around. They're two and four or whatever, but I, but I, I'm, I'm still excited about the team. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. It, it's a weird year too, on top of that. So like, I feel like there might be like little asterisks is like a, like a little asterisk for, I think more
0: players opted out on the Patriots than any other team. Yeah. So this is in no way representative of. In any way, a fair representation of the post Brady Patriots. Not at all. Nothing about this year. Uh, this year in general, obviously, let alone you know the football year isn't normal. Like people are getting injured, and it's just inevitable. Especially when you know you can play yourself into shape with basketball a little bit because it's less high octane, high contact, to where you have hits that are the equivalent to a car wreck mm-hmm. with the amount of G forces. And your body just can't be prepared for something like that in general, let alone when you're just not in that football shape.
1: For sure, yeah. And also, on top of that, it's just that sort of thing of, like, people around here have been, like, upset about how the Patriots have done. And it's like, well, like, our quarterback did have COVID just, like, two weeks ago. You know what I mean?
0: People are like, is he done? And I'm like, he just had COVID.
1: Yes, yes. And, and and, and I, I mean, I have no idea what... Is what it's like to experience it. And I hope I don't ever find out, but yes, who knows? Maybe he still is feeling it physically. Maybe he's got brain fog, as they've said, which is like all this terrifying shit that can happen from from having COVID. So yeah. I'm giving him a pass, and I, and I, I'm rooting for Cam. I'm a fan, so I, I love I love Cam. I think he's great. Yeah. yeah,
0: I I completely respect him. So you had said that you were going to be you'd recorded, I guess, the episode that came out today couple weeks ago that you were going to be watching some scary movies leading up to halloween have you been doing that and what have you been watching
1: you know what i kind of haven't been doing it and i i'm gonna start as soon as i finish talking to you tonight um okay my plan is to watch yeah some classic ones that i haven't seen i've never seen audition
0: oh yeah i need to watch that one too
1: i've never seen audition so i'm gonna watch audition i maybe we'll watch audition tonight and then i want to watch another one i haven't seen is uh Pan's Labyrinth? I've never seen Pan's Labyrinth, so I'm gonna watch. It's very, it's very good. Yeah, I'm excited to see Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know how scary they are, but there's like there, there are like a bunch of other ones that I that I want to see too. Uh, I want to watch Kronos. Uh, and there's a couple, there's a couple other like vampire movies that I want to watch. But
0: another good, speaking of Del Toro, I really like Devil's Backbone quite a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big one. I've never seen that either. There's, there's, I'm missing a lot of uh, Del Toro. So. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch something. I'm gonna watch something spooky tonight. But I, my my mom isn't here. She so I'm basically quarantining right now by myself. So I kind of don't want to watch on my own.
0: <laughs> That's fair.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I necessarily just like yeah, give me all the horror movies. But I definitely like you know I like watching them. I, I'll be honest. The paranormal activity movies, or at least the first couple few of them, or something like that. Yeah. They scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, very much so, to the point where so it it's so effective to me because it's like they never show the villain, so you <laughs> you create that in your head. It's so effective.
1: Yeah, the Paranormal Activity movies are. I haven't watched one in a long time, but I feel like I would be pretty terrified of them. And like also like the Conjuring, you know, like I think, guess the difference between like Paranormal Activity and like the Conjuring is like that sort of thing of the Conjuring, and I, maybe Paranormal uh, Paranormal Activity like kind of does this too too, but. Mm-hmm. Conjuring, like, just, like, kind of, like, shows, a, like, a scary ghost yes. at one point. But those, to me, are, like, the kind of the scariest movies. I, I was, I was, I, I remember watching that movie Mama. Now, a lot of people don't yeah. love Mama, but Mama scared the shit out of me when I saw it in the theaters. I, I like, they're, like, the the last act of Mama is kind of, like, and you can roll your eyes at, but, like...
0: The first two thirds are pretty damn scary.
1: Oh, damn. I, I think it's really great. I might, maybe I'll revisit that one. But just, like, kind of, like, that, like, spooky in a house... Thing and like some sort of spirit like that is always that scares me and maybe and maybe in my head it's like the most believable of like horror movies because like I don't like as far as like zombies or like swamp monsters or whatever like Dracula's like uh, yeah. all all that stuff is like not as as real to me and I kind of do believe in like we were saying like energies or something so like uh oh yeah like I could I could believe that like a thing like opening or something you know what I mean or feeling like you yeah. got grabbed or whatever so.
0: Yeah, those creepy ones and the ones with kind of the more almost like incremental kind of sense of dread, those really mess with me. And yeah, to your point, the ones that are a little bit more kind of less is more, mm-hmm. the less fantastical they are, the more I'm like, oh, shit, this could happen. And then yeah. and then honestly, I'm a little more hesitant for a minute to go into a dark room without turning the light on than I was before.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. No.
0: And I know it's not real, but it at least well, let me rephrase that. I'm pretty sure it's not real, yeah. But it still bothers me so much.
1: 100. I I I I feel the same way. And like <laughs> like like those are the sort of things that I can still like spook me, spook myself with. Like more like when I watch one of those or when I watched. I remember I I watched. I've, I've said this before, but I watched The Ring in college with my roommate Matt Grana yeah. and two women who lived like a couple floors below us. And we were done with the movie, and they were, they were both fine, and and me and Matt were like kind of scared. <laughs> and that night we like turned the TV around in our, in our, in our dorm because we were like, we were, we were scared. It, the movie worked and like that, just the creepiness of that movie, like uh, that, that was, a, that was like a great 2003 horror movie. It, it, it did the trick. It, 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 really, it really played on those nerves of like, oh, there's something else. There's like energy or like, and, and I, it, I just, I just bought that, that it can, there's this, there's this dark energy that can like affect the world or whatever, so.
0: Yeah, that dark kind of ominous thing, but then it's also oh, we have no chance. It's just like yeah. you you watch the thing, and you have no control over any of this. It's just over for you. Mm-hmm. Like that that ticking clock element really gets me.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, was, that was great. Gore Verbinski's best, I think.
0: That dude, he is so talented. Like, but Rango also really does it for me.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rango. Rango's like a hidden hit. I, I feel like people really like Rango.
0: It holds up very, very well.
1: Mm. I got—I've never seen well. it. I gotta watch. I gotta watch Rango.
0: Oh man, it's fa- it's genuinely fantastic. I mean, I think he's incredibly talented. Yeah. So it's because I rewatched randomly,
1: Mouse Hunt the other day. Oh yeah. And it's so fun. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But and and, he, and he, he of course is the he's the pirates man. He's he's, the, he's he's he did the pirates movies. So he's the
0: pirates man himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. You know, the first two I liked, the first one I think is fantastic Mm -hmm. for what it is. It's like kind of just this, it's this amazing ride and he did a hell of a job. Like he's definitely got a visionary element. I know at one point he was supposed to make the Bioshock movie, which I think he would have been
1: perfect. Wow. Yeah, that would have been cool.
0: That would have been really cool. How are Wally and Irma doing? Are they good travelers?
1: They're good. Yes. They, they've, uh, they, they, it definitely took them a while to be, to adjust to a new place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Irma is is jumping the baby gate at the house, which is a little bit of an issue. Which we, I mean, I knew would happen, but she's Wally can't get over it. Irma is hopping over it and coming down the stairs. She's using the banister to come downstairs, so she's she's being a little bit of a pain in the ass. But they're both good. I love them. I love them very much. They're they're great cats.
0: They're adorable, genuinely adorable cats.
1: They they came to me like in a time of like so. My dad passed away like eight years ago, Mm -hmm. and then and Harris Whittles, who was a friend, you know, passed away got now almost is this six years ago coming up. But Wally and I got that same year that I think Harris passed away, the two the two kittens. And I'll tell you they they, they, they were in a lot of ways were were
0: I like got flying.
1: Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, lifesavers to me. I, I, I really feel like they they you know, I live alone and, and, and they were just two of these beautiful little beings that were little babies and I and I raised them and, and I bonded with them and they're always there for you, no matter you know, no matter how you feel, and they'll come and sit on your lap, and they'll follow you around the house because because the, they love you, and and that's that is just I, I I love them both very much. I it it makes me it, it makes me appreciate animal you know like all animals really, but yeah, I especially love cats. Dogs are great too, but but I had two cats growing up, and and just having having Wally and Irma around has been has been really important to me in in the last few years.
0: I love that. I grew up with, with dogs just as a kid, mm. but uh, it's just me at my house with my cat, and she, eh, I'm really bad with timelines and dates, especially this year where time doesn't really mean anything. But yeah, but yeah she's been here since I've had this house, at, at the very least. Pro- honestly, about 10 years, I'd say, at least, maybe 15. Wow, yeah. But my yeah, my former roommate found her, her, his dad found her as just a kitten in the woods, Wow. and she's just been here ever since. And Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, though, like- You can't underestimate that companionship.
1: How how do you feel about having a dog and now having a cat? Do you like, do you have a preference or do you think that they're both great?
0: I just think they're so, so different. Honestly, it's difficult for me to say, you know, to me, it's just like, I don't, when somebody says like, are you a cat person or a dog person? I'm like, I just, they're so dramatically different to me that I love dogs and I love cats and you just get two very different things from them. Yeah. Cats though, I, you know, like, like you said, like growing up, it was dogs for me and I love cats. I do. I completely Hell understand yeah. it. I never had like an antagonistic relationship with them before, mm-hmm. but I just never had any kind of long term experience, and I 100% get the appeal.
1: Hell yeah, I'm with you.
0: Pro cats, anti pro cats, pro real bulls, anti metaphorical bulls.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we are actively in real time defining the active and pro dogs for the pro record. dogs.
1: I'm pro dogs too. I love I love I love pro it. dogs.
0: Pro cat pro bowl
1: metaphor metaphorical animals that's a different that's a different question
0: metaphorical bulls gtfo
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you like being in Atlanta? and you were in Atlanta for quite a while I know filming yeah any number of things but I know uh tomorrow war do you like kind of being on the road that long do you kind of adjust well because I know Atlanta is just I mean it seems like everything films in Atlanta at this point
1: yeah yeah there's a ton of stuff in Atlanta um and I had never really shot too much in Atlanta, so I but I but I so I was, you know, I was uh I was excited to go and travel down there and, and check it out. I do like to travel, so I don't have an issue with like going to places for a long stretch of time or whatever. I, I think that yeah. like a lot of people like I could tell when I was even there that like a lot of people were like, I want to get back home or whatever and I maybe it's because I like, you know, Wally and Irma were really the only things that I like wanted to see and I had people checking in on them all the time and I Yeah, had a camera to see him and stuff, and I did miss them. And like going home and getting to see them was the thing that put like I was down to stay and do whatever, you know what I mean? Like I, I like I was I was happy to kind of stick around Atlanta and check it out and and be there. So
0: outside of well, I mean geographically, it's just a giant place, but gotta be there's so much to do there too, no doubt. It's like mm-hmm. it's a hub of some, well CNN and Coca Cola, but it's got a noted aquarium, and they're
1: just the aquarium is great. I went to the aquarium. Uh, I went to the I did go to the the Coca Cola museum which is kind of shitty uh which is
0: surprising but i can also see why that would be the
1: case it's just it's like so made by coca-cola you know what i mean (laughs) okay yeah there's there's a civil rights museum which is great there was yeah it was it was really great and saw uh martin luther king's birthplace i believe and like a bunch of and then there's a there's like a memorial set up for him with like kind of like a little museum too that was really great yeah a lot of cool history When, when we were learning to shoot guns we went to um now I'm forgetting his name, Medea. Uh, oh, Tyler Perry. Tyler, yeah, we went to Tyler Perry studio, which is like a big, giant, beautiful. Studio. That thing is huge. Yeah, yeah, it was that was that was cool to see too, and that's where we we practiced kind of shooting guns, and it was like in a space where like Walking Dead and shit had filmed. I mean, like so many places we went to is like yeah. also where Walking Dead filmed, but um, because <laughs> they, you know, they've they filmed everywhere. I'm sure in that in that city. But, um, yeah, no, it was cool. The food was really good there. Atlanta is, I like Atlanta a lot. I, I, I had a good time there. I, I, you know, I went towards the end of August and then, you know, I was there in September, October, November, December, you know, but. Yeah. So I don't know if I experienced like the, when I was first there to, to do training or whatever, it was hot. Like, it was like, there was one day where we were training. I thought I was going to like pass out. But besides that, it was, it was just kind of nice and beautiful. And I was happy to be there. It was, it was. It was a good experience all around.
0: When you're doing a movie, military movie, it is a military movie, it's Tomorrow War, but are you doing a lot of training for something like that, or is it as much to, like, look like this is what you do for, like, I fight, this is what I do, to make it convincing?
1: <laughs> yeah, you, we, we, like, it is that sort of thing where you're, like, you, I think it was just to, like, be able to move, like, how some soldiers would move with, yeah. like, a little bit of training, and then also to, like, hold guns. I mean, like, the, the whole thing was basically more about safety, so, like, there was a gun guy on the on the movie. His name was Donnie. I remember when he was tell, sh- showing us like with blanks or whatever. He was like, "This is a bl- this is a gun loaded with a blanket." That was like an AR fifteen or whatever. And he he pulled up a bottle of water. He's like, "This is a blank." And then he shot the bottle of water with the blank, and the bottle of water just exploded. And then he did, oh he did it with like a bag of chips or whatever, and the chips just exploded. And he was <laughs> like, he was like, "This is like what will happen if you get shot in the face with this? Like it's gonna fuck you up bad." And it was like, oh, damn. Like, yeah, this is, you got to be super careful. And they are like, I've never, I never really shot a gun. I shot a gun like once before for another thing with, when I was working on this Jonah, uh, this Jonah Ray show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hidden America. And I shot a gun then, but I had never really, like, I never had really shot a gun, honestly. Like, uh, I, I just never had, had shot a gun, especially a gun like that. And, uh, I mean, you, that's you, a gun. Yeah, that's a, that is a, that's a gun. And you feel that, you feel, how powerful and how that is just like a, a death machine. It's a killing machine in your hand. So that was terrifying. And I, and I, am not, a, I'm not a gun guy obviously. And, and, but it was, it was, it was wild to have that experience. And, and it made me think like, Oh man, these sort of sorts of guns, like the civilians probably shouldn't be able to hold onto one of these things ever. But it was, it was, it was, it was wild to just like every day on set, whenever you had it, like you knew that you had this thing that like could hurt you in your hands, you know what I mean? And, that other people had these things that, that could hurt them in hand. So when we were, whenever we were shooting like live rounds or whatever, that was, it was a bit terrifying. You know what I mean? Like,
0: uh, yeah. If I was a yodian machete, I'd be conscious of the machete
1: everywhere. I went a hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> it's like a thing that you just like have to, and then like, it is that crazy thing where like you get used to it too. You know what I mean? Which is like the, yeah. which is, I think that's the thing that like, and that's probably why they train you for like a full week of it is like, you become it becomes like a casual thing of you having like this giant gun in your hands, and you gotta like you gotta still be aware of that. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can't you can't get too lax with it because it can cause big problems if you if you walk in the line of someone shooting or something like that. Even and also that the shells too. Like when you when you shoot one of those things and the she- and the shells pop out, they're mm-hmm. like hot as hell. They burn They they can like burn the shit out of you. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. So like if it, it like so a lot of times of like there was like a moment where like, like me and another actor, like he was shooting and I don't know if it's going to be in the movie or not, but he was shooting his shells and I was like, kind of like in character trying to react to like the shells falling on me, but they, they <laughs> yeah. were like hot as fuck and like, <laughs> they like burn you and they're, and they're kind of terrifying. So yeah, those spent shells are, are, are scary. So yeah, I, I got, I got a crash course on guns. I had not, I had, it had not been a thing that I had ever really dealt with before and don't know if I'll ever deal with them again, but they are—they're—they're uh, they're interesting. They're crazy.
0: I can't imagine just something of that powerful because it's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There is. It's one thing. Like I was saying before, like there's a gun and there's a gun, and that is, that's a that's a no shit gun. I can't that's, imagine.
1: That is a, that is a gun. Yeah, that that is a no shit gun for sure.
0: <laughs> no, I mean well, they say in the military right that it's that a gun it's supposed to become an extension of you, which I, I kind of. Like I can't imagine what it is to have it become that, but I can imagine it's like anything else. You do it enough and it just becomes second nature. I, I kind of can see how I can get to that point.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. I know, yeah, you get you, you get you get too you get too comfortable. It's it's really crazy. I, I you know, I, I respect people who, who use them in a safe fashion and have to use them and, and everything like that, but it's, yeah they're they are a sort of thing that I that I wish didn't have to exist. I, I wish that they weren't around and I specifically wish that they that you couldn't buy them in the united states i think
0: no i, I completely agree with you yeah yeah i look i yeah i shouldn't say no. i
1: think i know yeah
0: <laughs> that's fair well i don't want to take up too much sound this was so great thank you thank you for doing this uh is there anything you want to point people toward before we wrap it up
1: uh you can listen to the dope Boys, which is the Doughboys podcast which is uh my podcast i do with nick weiger and that's available uh where you can find them um, most podcasts and then we have a double uh on patreon the doughboys double on patreon as well
0: it's excellent too i love it's such a good podcast
1: oh thank you so much thank you for listening
0: and yeah thank you again for coming on and you have you have a, is...
1: a, a great podcast yourself so thank you for having me
0: thank you very much i will take the official mike donovan mitchell endorsement <laughs> so thank you very much
1: thank you so yeah
0: to summate it is pro bull anti-metaphorical bull pro cat pro dog Pro Doughboys and pro social discasting,
1: And then an the, and anti-gun, maybe.
0: An anti-gun definitely. Yes. The, yes, definitely.
1: Thank definitely.
0: you. Definitely. <laughs> anti-gun, perhaps, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the longest hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps, maybe, but yeah. Question mark. <laughs> so, thank you all for listening. Please wear a mask. Please stay safe. And goodbye.
1: See yeah. ya.